This podcast episode is brought to you by Paleo Valley's Organic Extra Virgin Olive Oil. Now, we all know that many olive oils are cut with seed oils or that they are rancid, and so it's not always easiest to find a quality and properly sourced olive oil. Yes, in case you didn't know, many store bought olive oils are diluted or blended, compromising both taste and quality, and may even cause rancidity. I'm really glad that Paleo Valley's extra virgin olive oil remains pure and unadulterated, sourced from a single organic valley in Greece. Paleo Valley ensures freshness and nutrient content by packaging their olive oil in dark glass bottles. At a certain point, I stopped using extra virgin olive oil, but once our practice started working with people with chronic inflammatory response syndrome or SIRS, we started recommending it for the reduction of TGF beta 1. It is an immune system marker that shows inflammation both for COVID 19, SIRS, and actually many other illnesses. So if your TGF beta 1 is high, you may want to try incorporating a little bit of extra virgin olive oil. Make sure to check it out. It comes in a two pack package. And remember, All Paleo Valley products are guaranteed with a money back guarantee. Go to paleovalley.com slash nwj to get 15% off your order. Thanks for supporting companies that support this podcast. Hey guys, it's Judy from Nutrition with Judy. Thanks for joining me again in this episode.、Um, please make sure to subscribe and hit the bell. And please like my videos. This helps me to share content with you guys. Going back to childhood obesity, it's the sugars that make us fat. It is not fat. So I know that a lot of us grew up eating PBJ sandwiches and we give those to our kids, but I just wanted to talk really quickly about PBJ sandwiches. If you signed up for my mini ebook, again, the nutrient dense book and the Lunch ideas for ourselves and our kids. I talk about how two slices of whole wheat bread will raise our sugar higher and faster than six teaspoons of sugar. Now add one tablespoon of strawberry jam, and most sandwiches require more than one tablespoon, but that is 16 grams on average of sugar. And just to burn that amount of calories from sugar off, from just the jam, from one tablespoon of jam, It would require us to run about six minutes consistently. I don't know about you guys, but I don't really know any toddlers that can run for six minutes straight. And in a standard serving of peanut butter, which is about two tablespoons, there are about eight grams of sugar. So a standard PBJ sandwich can have anywhere from 30 grams to 75 grams of carbohydrates, which basically become sugar in your body. And you know those small PBJ Uncrustables? Well, they have about 28 grams of carbs per serving. Those little itty bitty ones. And Dave's Killer Organic Bread. So, those breads, first of all, are very expensive, but it has a whopping 22 grams of carbohydrates per serving. And remember, it does say 5 grams of sugar per serving, but it's really 22 grams because complex carbs, although it may absorb a little bit slower, It still breaks down as sugar in your body. And what's worse is that one serving is only one slice. So if you've put two slices on your kids or your PBJ sandwich or any sandwich, that is 44 grams of carbs just from the bread. And then on top of that, these breads have so many nuts and seeds that's so many anti nutrients. And then you have the wheat, you have the grains, you have the nuts. Yet this bread is one of the more expensive breads in the markets. 
So what's the big deal about carbs, right? So I know some of you are like, who cares? I mean, why can't kids have carbs? Why can't kids have sugar? They're young, they'll burn it off. But let me kind of break it down for you. The human body contains about five liters of blood at any given time. The body's blood sugar range is carefully controlled around on average 80 milligrams per deciliter of blood. So mathematically, it works out to four grams of sugar, four grams of sugar, in your blood at any given time which is less than one teaspoon one teaspoon of sugar in your blood someone that is pre-diabetic which is about a hundred milligrams over deciliters has an amount of one teaspoon in their blood at any given time for someone that is diabetic they have about one and a quarter teaspoons of sugar which is about 126 milligrams over deciliters so again, it is just one quarter teaspoon changes you from being pre-diabetic to being diabetic. This tells us that the amount of sugar in our blood is very tightly regulated. Again, just going from pre-diabetic to diabetic is just a quarter teaspoon of sugar. It's basically like a pinch of sugar. So if you're wondering how I did that, if you think about how 80 milligrams per deciliter is about the standard range for blood sugar, then one milligram is equal to 0.0002 teaspoons. And if you are pre-diabetic, then your blood sugars give or take 100 milligrams over deciliters. So then that would be 100 times 0.0002 teaspoons, which then equals 0.02 teaspoons. And then to convert deciliters to liters, you would have to multiply it by 10. So then it would be 0.02 teaspoons times 10 deciliters, which then get you 0.2 teaspoons over liters. And since there are 10 deciliters and one liter, it is 0.2 teaspoons of sugar and one liter of blood. And since we have five liters of blood in our body at any given time, if you multiply the 0.2 teaspoons times five, you come up with one teaspoon of sugar in your blood at any given time. I just had to do that because I don't want you guys to think, who cares, PB&J is healthy, PB&J, they'll burn it off. So now if we can all agree that our body only has about four grams of sugar at any given time, so less than a teaspoon at any given time in our blood, and then if you think about how a PB&J, an average PB&J sandwich has about 60 grams of carbs or sugar, then that is 15 times the amount of sugar that you are putting in your blood that your body can handle. And then what do we normally eat with PB&J? We'll normally eat chips or fruit juice, or especially our kids. So we are just loading them up with all these sugars. It is a lot. Now that doesn't mean that we can only consume four grams at any given time. I'm just saying that in our body, in our blood, our sugar is regulated to about four grams of sugar at any given time in our blood. Our bodies can manage when we consume more sugar and carby foods it will produce the insulin to then remove the sugars. But when we constantly feed our bodies with excess sugar and excess glucose and excess fructose, then we are creating this constant emergency state in our body and that's when things start breaking down. Imagine what your child's body is going through when you feed them 60 plus grams of carbs at any given time. In fact, this puts anyone's body into an emergency state. So our body obviously prioritizes mechanisms and functions that will keep our bodies alive. And so when we have too much sugar in the blood, our body will use all the B vitamins, all nutrients to basically make sure that we are producing enough insulin hormone and other factors to lower the blood sugar in our bodies. As a side note, it's no wonder why we get 
so many seasonal allergies now. Our gut is being torn apart by these processed foods. And then on top of that, our bodies are so focused on shoveling away the sugar. It's no wonder that when we go outside and there's toxins from plants and the air, our bodies just can't handle it. It's our bodies have to just handle what will allow us to survive the next minute, the next day. And so it just doesn't have the capacity to handle the external allergies and the external toxins. And that's why we are getting more allergies now than ever before. Eat nutrient dense foods, heal your insides. And I bet you your seasonal allergies next year will be so much better. If it's not, you can come talk to me. So in terms of peanuts, they are actually not a nut. It's a legume. I'm sure most of you guys know that. So legumes, have a high amount of lectin and hard lectins in legumes are pretty impervious to any type of soaking, sprouting, and even cooking. So I would recommend staying away from legumes just because of the anti-nutrients. But as a legume, it has so many anti-nutrients. It has the lectins, the phytic acid, the oxalates. And on top of that, peanuts are pretty much grown in a mold loving environment. And so the government basically regulates a certain amount of mold that is permissible on peanuts. So we get all these sugars from all the jam, the, the bread, and then we have all these anti-nutrients from the nuts and the seeds, and then from the legumes, from the peanut butter. So not only will they not be able to absorb any of the nutrients and minerals because of the anti-nutrients, then on top of that, their body is gonna go through the sugar roller coaster because of all the carbs and sugar that they are consuming. All right, so please, please stop the PB&J. It is not a health food for our kids. It's actually pretty harmful. I mean, if you think about it, if we break down all the nutrients, PB&J may be one of the worst foods you can give your kids. I know that sounds kind of crazy, but hear me out. It has inflammatory seed oils normally in the PB&J or in the peanut butter. And then peanuts, again, are legumes that have all those anti-nutrients. It has a crap ton of sugar. It has grains. And a lot of times the sugar in the jam is high fructose corn syrup. And then there's a lot of fructose, even if it's pure real strawberries. Fructose is another form of sugar that can only be absorbed by the liver. And fructose is primarily in high fructose corn syrup and fructose and basically all processed snacks and foods. I can't really get into it here, but I recommend if you're interested that you download the nutrient dense ebook. The link will be in my notes. But basically, while glucose can be absorbed by your whole body, fructose can only be absorbed by your liver. And so when you're eating a lot of processed foods and snacks and sugar and high fructose corn syrup, then when you eat fruit on top of that, it is just inundating your liver with way too much sugar. And that is why so many of our kids, on top of all of that, are drinking juice. They are getting non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. I used to feed my kids a lot of sandwiches as well. And so now with my oldest, I'm starting a probiotics with him. As a practitioner, I have access to a spore-based probiotic called Megasporebiotic. And it's basically a 100% spore-based probiotic that has shown to heal leaky gut even without really changing the diet. I will link to the study in the notes. I'll also link to where you can purchase this probiotic. So most probiotics on the market have about one strain, maybe lactobacillus and they typically have a difficult time surviving the harsh gut environment. And so a lot of the, the good bacteria die off. Sometimes the dead bacterial debris can stimulate metabolic changes in your body, but it's very short-lived. The strains found in Megaspore Biotic are known to be able to survive the harsh gut environment, which 
allows them to effectively colonize the gut. The spore probiotic has also been shown to support the immune system and reduce intestinal inflammation. And because Megasporebiotic is a spore probiotic, it has 100% survivability in the GI tract, 100%. Now, when I first started it, honestly, my stomach hurt. I've taken so many other probiotics. I've used pretty expensive ones from practitioners and I felt a little bit of bloat, but I didn't really feel much change. But this time I feel like some good gut bugs are in the works. All right, guys, I hope that this was helpful for you guys. Remember, please, let's stop the peanut butter. And while we're on the topic of what to stop, let's also stop the oatmeal. Um, a standard serving of oatmeal has about 30 grams of carbs. So imagine the sugar roller coaster that we set our kids on if we feed oatmeal or even ourselves on when we feed ourselves oatmeal in the morning. Let's stop the emergency state of sugar roller coasters. Let's lessen the snacking and so that the digestive process can have moments of rest so that organs can then instead focus on proper growth and using nutrients for other beneficial ways than just solving the emergency state of too much sugar. All right guys, thanks for watching. Please make sure to subscribe, please make sure to hit the bell, and please make sure to like this video so that I can produce more content for you guys. All right, have a good one and I'll see you guys next Saturday. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Nutrition with Judy podcast. If you liked what you heard today, please make sure to leave a five-star review on your favorite podcast app so more listeners like you can find the show. If you want more practitioner care and support, head over to nutritionwithjudy.com groups so you can get more real talk about carnivore, the environment, and root cause healing. You can also find my content on Nutrition with Judy's YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Make sure to sign up for my weekly newsletter and learn more about in-depth articles with infographics at nutritionwithjudy.com slash articles. You can find my two books, Carnivore Cure and the Complete Carnivore Diet for Beginners on carnivorecure.com and amazon.com. At the heart of Nutrition with Judy's practice, our mission lies with a deep, unwavering passion for service and community. We will continue to empower you to have the knowledge and tools to live a life nearly symptom-free because we firmly believe in healing and wellness for all.